Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we turn the page to March of 1992, where we'll be covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from March the 7th of 92. Before I throw it to Harper and ask how he's doing, big time shout out to our largest page contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Mike Chody Joe Ice, good old Justin, thank you for your generous support on Patreon each and every month. Uh, Harper, let me welcome you in, and... Um, I got a bunch of five-star reviews from Apple Podcasts, but uh, what's going on, man? You going to get you some new Miller High Lifes? Tall oh, boys? yeah, bro. Fucking fifteen ninety nine, dude. Fucking 24-pack. You got they your only, eye on them, huh? Yeah. They're only a month past the fucking de- uh, the uh, expiration date. That's perfect for me. Won't get too sick off of those, huh? No. That's when you're living the dream. <laughs> Hey, did you see my picture that I posted of the uh, of the Frankenberry, Booberry, Count Chocolate? Oh, 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 yeah. I, I see him, bro. I see him in the store. You got your eye and on him? And that's another thing in that, in that fucking salvage place. They got, like, you know, like the little, uh, the, 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 uh, the Rice Krispie treats? Yes. They got ones of, like, the monster ones from last fucking season in there. Oh. So those are well expired. But I pretend like they're from this season, so it's okay because Halloween just around the corner. You <laughs> gotta lie ex- to yourself. They're expired. What the hell, man? Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Stop breaking kayfabe, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that goes to All show right. you what the fuck you put in that the the fake processed crap that they put in food to where it can last that long past the date. You think? Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, before we get rolling, we are waiting on Crockett, who there he is. Let me see if it'll let me merge it. What's up, Crockett? Yo, sorry about that, man. Well, you no. should be. I know. Jesus Christ. We're you just getting I've started. Wondered, Mike, Crockett, What's that? What are you looking at in your picture, on your little profile picture? Oh, I was. Uh, that was at Times Square. Oh, no shit. All right. Yeah, that was just like the the lights at Times Square made my face like pink. There you yeah, he's go. Not that, he's not that ugly all the time. Uh, Crockett, I was about to read the five star reviews that we got within the last uh, week and a half, and then Hopper was just getting into his uh, Frankenberry, Booberry, Count Chocula, <laughs> talking about the cereals. And I gotta wait, bro, because I, I mean that shit could pop up all, all uh, 
It's after Halloween. That's when you I, pounce, bro. I know, okay. but that's what I'm saying. You got your eye on it now, but oh, you're yeah. just waiting for it to hit the clearance aisle for a dollar a box instead of three fifty, right? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> who's, I'm like who's that alligator new- just sitting there waiting for that nutrient to jump in the water. I'm like, come on, motherfucker. Come <laughs> who's on. This, who's this new broad? Carmella something or other? What? Carmella. Oh, the, yeah. There, Harper, so I posted a picture in the BTT Facebook group, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Uh, if you're a member, if you're a member, you know all the debauchery that goes on in there. If you're not a member in there, um, I'm just going to say I wouldn't join unless you – you know, just yeah. want to be sick to your stomach sure. all day. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a new one. It's called Carmella Creeper. And then there's Monster Mash Remix, which I don't remember the remix one. Oh, yeah. they. I guess they had to add a woman one. Oh. And she's, and she's supposed to be like a zombie DJ. So that's right. what's going on. Okay. Yeah, because she's, because she's, because she's got the headphones on. You think Bruh, they would have just made the bride of fucking Frankenstein, but you know, what the fuck? Okay, so that's what that is. Carmella Creeper. I never paid attention. Harper, how do you well that's I guess Frankenberry is is a dude because Frank, although you right, could there the are, are the but there Barry. are females named Frankie. And Ooh. but but I'm just saying, like I would have never been like, oh, they needed to make a female one. Well, Booberry could be a male or female like yeah but boo is not a a gender name do you see tits on the ghost michael okay (laughs) do you see tits on frankenberry okay kyle chocula definitely doesn't have tits okay yeah i mean come on get with it come on yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) it's a joke people settle down Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Okay. <laughs> Car- <Remember that? laughs> yes, I do, do remember that. Uh, but, Harper, I sent you the picture. Crockett pointed out one of the boxes was missing from the display that I saw at the store. Hold on. What'd you send it on? I just, the, the only way I can send it, Facebook. You sent it to my. Uh, yeah, your D- Facebook DM, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, okay. So, Crockett, which one was missing? You told me about it earlier today. Yeah, where's Fruit Brute? Yeah, where's Fruit Brute? Yeah, Fruit Brute, he didn't make it this year. I guess Uh, not. Fruit Brute, (laughs) Fruit Brute, Fruit Brute didn't make the card, the WrestleMania card. Yeah, I mean, love is love. (laughs) For last year, he was talking about Fruit Brute, because I remember he brought it up a bunch of times. That's a werewolf one. That he used to have the mummy. I forgot what the mummy's uh, name was, but he Fruit Brute popped up, I think, in the 70s for like a half an hour. And the mummy one popped up in the 80s for like a couple of years, but uh, he didn't last. All right. And the well, Monster the only- Mash remix, it's a little bit of all of them. Oh, no. Yeah. Look, okay, look. Bro, okay. You want Fruit Brute, Fruit Brute and the mummy, they're in. They're in the Monster uh, Mash remix. So. I just noticed it. Oh, all right. I just noticed picture? it. Yeah, I just noticed it on the picture. Yeah. <laughs> they got like a little cameo role. Yeah, Carmella yeah, Creeper. You know what's crazy about that fucking serial was that in the in the late 80s, they had it where the uh, 
you know, the, 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 they tied in like the universal monsters in, in with these monsters, right? Like the Frankenstein for the movie and, and the original Dracula, right? Well, in like the late eighties or the early nineties, they tied in the universal monsters in with these monsters and the original Dracula from the old movie, he's got the pentagram necklace, right? Right. Yeah. Like the Satan logo. So, oh. so General Mills didn't want that on their box. So they changed it to the Star of David. <laughs> really? And yes. And this Jewish group lost their fucking mind because. <laughs> Because it makes Jews look like they're vampires. And General Mills was like, you know, we apologize and all, but uh, we're not going to change it. So basically, sorry, not sorry. They just kept it on the fucking box. <laughs> so it's still on the box like that? Yeah. They didn't give it. They're like, oh, yeah, you know. Like right I'm now, sorry. Count Chocula has oh, the. Oh, no, 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 no. This was like. they Okay. They had the picture of of Count Dracula with the Universal Studios. Gotcha. Dracula. Okay. From like the fifties or whatnot. Right. From God, it's fucking before that. Oh, that's like the thirties. Oh. Yeah, and they yeah, and and he had the fucking pentagram. You're like, well, we can't have a symbol of Satan on the box, so they change it to the Star of David. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Isn't that fucked up for real? <laughs> and yeah, and then it's even worse that they were like, "Sorry." Yeah, I mean, but they could have just put some random star, you know? Like right? The they could have. I mean, yeah. So they change it, and then to the star David, and then you know, the they Jewish get... groups were like, "Dude, you, you you're making us look like we're fucking bloodthirsty vampires." What the fuck, bro? And all, and and their response was, "Whatever, get over it." Yeah, they're like, "Oh, we apologize Jesus. and all, but uh, you know, we're not changing we're not it. Changing the box, so." Jesus. Yeah, I oh. saw it on, dude. They got a uh, this fucking YouTube video. I get, I go down this uh, rabbit hole hole called called Toy Galaxy, and it's on there. The guy breaks down all of them from back wow. in the day when uh, the original formula. That uh, with the Frankenberry, these kids would eat it and their shit would come out pink. <laughs> and their course. mom would uh, rush them to the emergency room. Oh, oh my God, <laughs> something's wrong with my kid. <laughs> and it turns out that's what it was. It was it was a Frankenberry, you know, that, f you know, food died number 15 or whatever. That was <laughs> in that shit was, was uh, making their shit fucking pink and like, like. Like the fucking cereal. So was this something recently with like the the Burger King when they had that like the black, black bun or whatever it was? Yeah, I remember was that. Yeah, shit that colors. Halloween thing, whatever, yeah. and it was turning people's poo black. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, that that was that was just um maybe right before the pandemic. Yeah, because I remember us talking about it on the show. Um. All right. Well, let's let me take care of some business real quick. We did have three five star reviews um, come up on Apple Podcasts, So I need to get these uh, folks a shout out since we promise that every time we get a five star review. First one goes to Hog Band. Oh, uh, yeah. It says best wrestling podcast ever. I've been listening to the boys for about five years now. 
It's must listen each and every week. I'm also a subscriber to their Patreon stream. The episode on Hopper getting getting some with his now girlfriend during the middle of a pandemic is worth the price of admission. <laughs> Mike is the man, Hopper is the superstar, and Doc is Doc. Love these guys. Thank you, Hogband, and thank you for being a patron. If you want to be a patron like Hogband, go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Sign up, get access to the pay-per-view that we just did last week. Uh, all right, Guy1088, another five-star review. He says, it's just kids stuff. Best show going today. I listened to the multiple shows done by BTT, and I have learned that Doc is the best worker in the business today. Heel slash babyface doesn't matter. Forget Roman. Doc is my tribal chief. Wow. That's high praise for Doc. Uh, and the last one comes from Whiskey Clark. He says the title of this is awesome. He says, you guys are funny, and I love the reviews. Deep State Hopper cracks me up. I got to say, Whiskey Clark, Deep State Hopper cracks me up too. So if you want a shout-out, just Submit a five-star review either on Podcast Attic or Apple Podcasts, and we will shout you out on air. Sometimes it takes a couple of weeks to show up on my end, but as soon as it shows up, I will be sure to read it. So I appreciate all the five-star reviews, the recent ones that we just read tonight. Um, all right, do we need to keep talking about um, cereal, or, or do we need to talk about some wrestling tonight? No, it's, it's funny. It's funny. I was a little worried about, oh, man, they're probably waiting on me to start the review, but you're on 30, 30 minutes of talking about Halloween breakfast cereals. So I'm still eating that, that, the, the fucking Christmas crunch. I'm eating that shit till it's fucking gone. Every time I go there, oh, oh, got more fucking 77, 77 cents a box, bro. I don't give a fuck how old it is. 77 Hopper, cents. Hopper lives like he's got three kids. I know. <laughs> he can't afford groceries, so he he's living on the fringe and pinching pennies and waiting until the four dollar and fifty. I'm sorry, I think those boxes said they were like four eighty eight or something yeah, that I something sent the like picture that. of. He waits until they hit the clearance for less than a buck, oh, yeah, and that's when bro. he's buying them. Four dollars and ninety three cents for a family sized box of. Count Chocula, Carmella right, right, Creeper, or Frankenberry. Box, dude. <laughs> dude, believe me, you don't have kids. I know. I know, we, but y'all need to stop this grocery store. Bro, oh we, you can't imagine how many boxes of cereal that have been wasted in this household. But they got uh, fucking melt there. I mean, you'll probably go through, you'll probably go through melt like crazy, huh? Not now. Maybe Crockett does. His are younger. Yeah, yeah. You go through a lot of milk? Through. Oh yeah, a couple gallons yeah. a week. Oh, yeah. Really? You see, you see here, you'd be great because it goes bad in like two, three days. So I mean, you'd go through it like crazy. If you got kids, I mean, you're straight. You talking about the salvage grocery store? Yeah. I don't know if Crockett trusts putting that stuff in his kid's stomach. Uh, come on, man. Come on, man. They're from Boston. They're all right. <laughs> from Boston. What's the from- salvage grocery store? Y'all this is the those? place he got the those tall boys, the Miller Lite tall boys from. It's a place that sells <laughs> stuff that's like past his prime, but it's not bad. Mm, okay. Yeah. No, Sounds no. good. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Here. Y'all don't have those? No. No. I, I, I I'm sure there's. Place, 
I'm sure it is. I'm sure there's something somewhere. we like job lots. Is that what that is? Probably so. That sounds Ocean like State it. job lots or something or other. I've never been in there, but. Oh, look at you, Mr. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Highfalutin over here. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Fucking Tony Khan of podcasting. <laughs> Mike, Mike is paying me well to be here today. <laughs> I'll never forget one of the first time. <laughs> the first time, one of the first times Crockett did this show with us on, on the, you know, the the Thursday night show that we do. It was Saturday night, but it drops on Thursday night. And um, Harper's always given Lance a, a tough time whenever he would do the show with us. Crockett's on for the first time with us. He's like, who's this asshole? Where's Lance? Where's Lance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Good times. All right. Well. Let's get in. Let's get into the review portion. It's a WCW Saturday Night on TBS from March seventh, nineteen ninety two. This show was taped March third of ninety two at Center Stage with a reported seven hundred people in attendance. Um, the intro of the the show, there's a clip of Sting uh, winning or about to win the world title, and then they go to like I'm going to call it a press conference. It's not really a press conference. It's Sting backstage, kind of celebrating his victory. Oh, did we see this? Like, or something like this? We haven't seen this. We may have seen something Someone similar. Someone else must have done. Didn't like Luger do? Oh, you, uh, Luger and Ron Simmons. They did something like that, didn't they? Yeah, we did see that's a while back. Yeah, but yeah, I think Sting they called was back. Victory party. Yeah, victory party. I I didn't want to call it what they call it now a media scrum, whatever the piss that's. I hate mean. that word. <laughs> it just sounds so like negative. A scrum, like oh god, you don't want to date that guy. He's a scrum. <laughs> like, like, kind of... like TLC right. saying about that. Yeah, I don't want no scrum. Scrum <laughs> is a guy that's too old for this shit. Uh, sir, it it was a scrub, not scrum. It, oh yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, so they show a quick clip of Sting's victory party and Rude approaching Sting. More on that later in the show. Jr. breaks down the card. What we're going to see in the ring on this hour and a half edition, two hours if you put the commercials on it. I know that made Crockett happy of WCW Saturday Night on TBS. We quickly go to the first match. It is Wildfire. This is how they announce him: Wildfire Thomas Rich and Tracy Smothers versus the Freebirds. Look at the beard on Tommy Rich. Right. Ian Riccoboni's going to love this because Ian likes to tease me about. Tommy Rich's chaps and vest. Do you see that scruffy beard? I, I mean, it's scruffy. He's looking rough. It looks like a dollar store uh, Barry Windham, like the Widowmaker. Yeah, <laughs> and I have to, I have to correct you, Mike. It was uh, Thomas Wildfire Rich and Young Pistol Tracy. That's Young what the, the graphic Tracy, said. Yeah. Young Pistol That's Tracy. Yes. Hey, there he comes. This and then, right here. This is. Right. Let me see if I can get away with this what on YouTube. Fuck, L- listen to the Freebirds coming to the ring. With <laughs> oh, a combined weight of 475 oh, pounds, let's get it. from Bad Street, USA, here come the fabulous Freebirds. Oh, hell. 
Um, oh, yeah, my fuck. Jesus uh, Christ, dude. What? They're lip syncing for one. No. Yeah, they, they, that was <laughs> lip syncing. Um, she's from Bad Street USA to this. Yeah. This is Man. their new and improved look. Remember they said this like is it? a month ago? Yeah. It's like a new and improved. This is the new and improved God, Freebirds. Fat, huh? Damn. Damn, Harper. You watch, watch. Why are you being so mean to little kids? You shouldn't <laughs> fat shame. Look, see him in the corner? Right Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's 500 pounds now if he's still alive. Oh, Damn, no. that's wrong. You shouldn't talk that's like that, wrong. Harper. You're making fun of a kid. That wasn't a kid. <laughs> Dude, that was a big, burly kid. Oh, he got that some kid more. probably weighs over 300 pounds, dude. You're assuming he's alive. That kid's over 40 if he's alive right now. I'd say, bro, people should be put in jail for fucking having the kids get that damn big, bro. I'm sorry. Well, he might have a medical condition. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> yeah, All right. I got one too, bro. <sighs> Let's get back to the Freebirds lip syncing and whatever the piss that was. What was your reaction, Crockett? I think I've heard it. Oh, God, that was your reaction. Yeah, right? it was, what the fuck? Yeah, I remember they debuted at a clash, I think, and it was yes. awful then. It's still awful. It's like a dollar store version of like one bourbon one scotch one beer the, like, they get the pianos going and shit it's like oh my god <laughs> what a fucking drop off from bad street usa uh, nothing screams that it's i, I don't want to say this right it's 1992 that nothing about that screams 1992 no nothing nothing the nothing way he dresses all right let's keep going um what do you have from this match crockett the free birds and uh, well, I wanted to ask you, and if if you knew what what what's happening here with the the young pistols, are they done? Is is Steve Armstrong hurt? Tracy's there. He's just wearing plain black trunks. Bro, they are don't call him Young know, Pistol bro. Tracy. They don't. This is they, this a shit show. They took the they took the belts from him rather quick because they didn't have it long, and I can't remember if if Steve is hurt or not. I think he got hurt, but I can't I don't I can't remember. But I, I know he's not. This is early '92. He's not going to be in Smoky Mountain for a while, so I know that's yeah, not. Yeah. It. But that I, I don't think that's it. Hey, I'm gonna Google it real quick because I did look. I did, I did check a while back because I was like, why did they, why did they break them up? Because you're right, Tracy's out there by himself lately. Because uh, when was the when was the last time they tagged? Was it when they lost that match? Like after they won the belt and they didn't say anything about the belt, remember that? I think it was yeah. It's when they lost to uh, what was it the, the uh, Firebreaker Chip and all Patriots? Right? Yeah, I think yeah. it was last time we saw them on here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing. Uh, he he he's not gone yet. That's for damn sure. And then yeah, why is like why is he wildfire again? It's like uh, this is just kind of out of nowhere to me. Yeah, no, Steve Armstrong. That's what I thought. I, oh, I didn't think. I, I'm wondering oh, if, he yeah. was, if he was hurt. You just oh, saw I had that, that note. Yeah, he he's got like, hurt because crossbody. Never mind. <laughs> I think I think he might I think he might be hurt because he's he's showing on the results. He's out for a while. 
like, okay. like a like an extended period in between during this time. Uh, what what Crockett and Harper are talking about here is, um, Tommy Rich, I'm sorry, Thomas Rich or Thomas Wildfire Rich or whatever the hell he's going by these days. Um, he hits a, a Thez press, and, and and it is the worst looking Thez press you ever see in wrestling history. Yes. Yeah, I was trying to get to it. Um, yeah, here it comes. Man, <laughs> it looked like a wet turn. I mean, it was a, it was a combo, like, a terrible mm. bump. There's the the bump from Jimmy Garvin was horrible as well. So they didn't do each other any favors. But Thomas Rich hits a Thez press on Garvin or Hayes. I can't remember which one. And then one of them comes in and DDTs Tommy Rich. It didn't look good. The Freebirds win, and that was that. Ugh. Uh, we go to commercial. We come back. Ricky Morton, I'm sorry, Richard Morton is taking on Brad Armstrong, who has is no longer Arachnaman. Uh, Ricky Morton, fresh off of his tag team appearance at the pay-per-view with <laughs> Vinny Vegas. Yes, <laughs> he tagged with Vinny Vegas at the pay-per-view at Super Brawl. And if you want to hear us talk about that, because, boy, we had some comments. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT is where you can listen and watch the video version of it. All right. Uh, Pillman joins JR on commentary during this thing, and he's got some things to say. But, uh, Crockett, what do you have from Ricky Morton versus Brad Armstrong here? Well, it looks like they're trying to build a light heavyweight division here. They, they, they're putting these two guys over as light heavyweight contenders and they do a little more with them later in the show. So they're, they're trying to, and I guess Liger is probably gone for a little bit. So they got to get a new challenger and kind of try to build a division here. So they're looks like they're starting tonight. Uh, I mean, Brad Armstrong just looks like a million bucks, like uh, physically and just in the ring looks tremendous. Um, I have a timestamp here. I have a couple actually. What you got? 1605. Name this move for me. All right. I went back to uh, 1604. There you go. Ricky Morton's on the apron. Oops. Um, His nuts grazed his forehead? Yeah, kind of flying dick kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, Ricky Morton's on the apron. He jumps. (laughs) He jumps. Like in New York. (laughs) New Year's Eve. Yeah. He's Hopper. These are the balls you're looking for. <laughs> it's just kid stuff. Yeah, uh, Ricky Morton's on a ring apron, and he jumps towards Brad Armstrong, and he clears him almost completely, but his nuts may have grazed the top of Brad's head. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, not, not, uh, not good contact there, but I don't know <laughs> what he was going for if he did hit it. Just I don't know either. Yeah. All right, what other ones you got? Um. Oh well, the the, the uh, after the match. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess Let we can talk about the finish, and then we can talk. About yeah, after the yeah. Match. I'll go through the finish. So uh, Ricky Morton has a reverse chin lock on Brad, and Brad's gonna fight up. Uh, Brad's gonna deliver a couple of elbows to uh, uh, break the hold. Uh, Brad hits the ropes and ducks two lariats. Uh, Brad is gonna hit a, a power slam. There's a commercial. <laughs> that got taped into the middle of our copy. 
A life somebody cereal. Changed the channel. Life cereal. Somebody, somebody changed the channel and then immediately changed it back. I don't want to watch this fake shit. Shut <laughs> right. Up. They stole the power. Shut up. <laughs> Must have been Harper's <laughs> the commercial <laughs> cereal. Uh, Brad gives a roll up with Ricky, but Ricky rolls through it and then grabs the ropes and he pins Brad Armstrong. Uh, Pillman comes in and tells the ref. What happened? <laughs> but Morton, you see that? Is, wow. That was that's go, what I was going to talk about. Pillman, like a thousand ahead. miles an hour. Watch the referee as, as he runs in. James, <laughs> <laughs> the ref's like, oh god, what's the oh, fetal god. position? Yeah, Pee Wee Pee Wee Anderson's like, hold on, dude, I didn't do nothing. Uh, um, so Pillman comes in and he's trying to tell the ref what the hell is going on. But Morton's got no time for that, and he starts jumping and pounding Pillman and kicking him and all that good stuff and stomping like Harper just said. Uh, Morton's just putting the boots to him. Um, yeah, it just goes on for a little while. Any thoughts on, like you said, they're trying to heat things up, I guess, in the light heavyweight division is uh, the way you take this. Yeah. Um, I mean, they by the end of the show, I mean, they got – they don't have anyone new, just, uh, you know, they're working with what they got. I think actually earlier they mentioned that Tracy's mothers is a light heavyweight too. So they're trying to establish a bunch of guys as possible contenders for, uh, Brian Pillman on this show. So it's probably better than trying to make Johnny be bad. A light heavyweight. Yeah. He, they, they, they're trying that too, which I, yeah, that makes mm, no sense. Two thirty five. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was two oh five, wasn't it? That's the cutoff. That was when the uh, the cruiserweight title, I think. But at yeah. this time, when they just had the light heavyweight, they said it was two thirty five. Oh, yeah. fuck! Was that a light heavyweight? Right, and that's what what Mer- Mark Merrow, Johnny B. Bab was saying. He's like, "Oh, I just lose by five pounds. I get right there." Uh, we're like, "No, you're, you're, dude, you're not. You're, you're not a light heavyweight person. It's not happening. Sorry." All right, so. After that, Ricky Morton powders out. So, again, we're trying to do something with the light heavyweights. We go to the WCW Magazine segment with Eric Bischoff. Bischoff mentions Sting defeated Luger for the world title at Super Brawl. Again, you can hear our show review of Super Brawl by going to tinyurl.com slash BTT and becoming a patron. And Bischoff and, then and throws this. Yes. Sorry to interrupt, but he uh, Bischoff says that Sting soundly dominated Lex Luger. Well, yeah. So they're, we they're trying to give, uh, you know, get over on Luger on his way out. <laughs> Just kind yeah. of saying that uh, Sting dominated him, which wasn't yeah, the case, put... but that's what they're just trying to say. It's just what he leaves and does to the Captain America gimmick, right? Well, he, well, first he goes he he goes to the WBF. Remember that? Yeah. Right. I think it's that's uh, some like technical loophole, I guess, that he could. Get out! I think he was still under contract or something, but because he was able it to wasn't go... a wrestling promotion, it was right? A bodybuilding deal, and that's right. That was the loophole. So right. he like hung out there until the uh, until he he can go to the WWE. Basically, yeah. This is, I mean, they've lost Ric Flair and Luger within the course of a year, right? So, I mean, do you think they're like panicking a little bit? I mean, they still got you got Stay, you got Rude. But that's two big names to lose. Yeah. I mean, they they got rude and they bought back Steamboat too. But yeah, I mean, it does kind of suck that the people that they've lost. 
throughout this time. I mean, I just the the flare one. I kind of can understand Luger, even though I think, you know, just give him a little time off and bring him back. <laughs> but but Flair, that's just inexcusable. Like I don't know how you let him out the door. But you know, he hated Jim Hurd. Like I get it. I know why Flair didn't want to be there. Because like we we make it. Like, you know when we talk about it, we go, "Oh my God, how'd they let Flair go?" But man, Flair was tired of the bull crap. He just was like, I'm not dealing with this crap no more. I guess I get it from that point. But yeah. uh, good point, Crockett, about what they said and how Sting soundly defeated Luger. Now we're going to go to, I said press conference, but you're calling it a Sting's victory party. Right, Crockett? That's, that's kind of what the, yeah, they, they kept saying party, party, party. So that's, yeah. Okay. Let's but go the, to yeah, that the press now. Was there asking questions. This is post-match, not in the ring or anything. I guess they're in the arena, you know, under under the stands, but here it is. What was being said in that ring? I was ringside. You and Luger were nose-to-nose out there, and there was a lot of verbal abuse going on from what I could tell. What was being said at that point before the match actually got underway? Basically, a lot of, well, this is it. This is the big, uh, the big moment, man. Are you ready? And of course, I said, "Yeah, I'm ready." And asked him if, if he was ready, and of course, he was ready. And then there was a little bit of bad mouthing going on, which I really don't want to talk about here right now. But you know, a little pre-bout conversation there. You can imagine what was said. And remember, we will show you what happened when the Dangerous Alliance crashed the party later on in this broadcast. Our congratulations also go out to Flying Brian Pillman for capturing the WCW World's Light Heavyweight title for the second time. Here are some highlights from that experience. Okay, I put the timestamp wrong. I thought they were going to go through the rest of it, but they don't here. That's right. They're going to do it later. Um, I didn't mind that. It sounded real. I took it as real, too. Yeah, because he wasn't hollering and, and, and making faces. Yeah. And and you remember when we were talking during the pay-per-view about how they were kind of like having a conversation before the match? Yeah. I swear to God, they they needed an Academy Award for that because they were – it looked like a real conversation. <laughs> like they were like – all right, you gonna do something? You gonna do it first? Who's gonna Who's gonna do whatever? All right, we've been here before. What are we gonna do now? We just gonna stand here and talk and look at each other? I don't know. I just like the way they did that. It it gave it a real feel to it. Uh, just for yeah, me. and 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 Luger like was getting more and more upset as they were talking, and then the yeah they just started throwing hands. We also they started throwing hands. That's right. We also get a name drop. Doctor Death, Steve Williams, and Terry Gordy's names are dropped in the middle of this thing. There you go. And um did you want to talk about this DDP thing too? Um <laughs> uh, I didn't know Was that it? this is a little odd. I'm gonna play it. Uh here here it is. Bischoff's gonna throw to DDP. Hold on. That country's top athletes. Now rumors have surfaced that two of these stars are none other than Dr. Death Steve Williams and Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Earlier this week, I caught up with Diamond Dallas Page to discuss his favorite subject, Diamond Dallas Page, and got a very interesting reaction when I mentioned K. Allen Fry's international efforts. 
Fans, there are a lot of rumors circulating regarding the emergence of the internationally renowned Japanese-based team of Dr. Death, Steve Williams, and Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Perhaps we'll talk more about that later on. I'd like to catch up with Diamond Dallas Page. And Diamond Dallas Page, in your tenure here at WCW, we've seen you as a manager. We've seen you as a color wait, wait, comic. Wait, 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 Bishop, Bishop, we could talk all day about DDP. That's obvious. The bottom line is I want to get back to that first question you were talking about, rumors of Terry Bam Bam Gordy and Dr. Death Steve Williams. That's right. As a matter of fact, I don't even want to get to you. I don't want to talk to you. Bring me some light up here. Give me on this camera right here. Check this out. DDP knows for a fact that Terry Bam Bam Gordy and Dr. Death Steve Williams are coming right here world championship wrestling you know world championship wrestling's hotter than ever right now but there's something that's really starting to irritate me these suits at the top of wcw especially k allen fry it's all the rouge he's trying to come off like oh they're not gonna come they're not gonna come not they're coming right here to world championship wrestling and you can take it to the bank remember you heard it from me ddp so apparently Diamond Dallas Page is Dr. Death and Terry Gordy's advocate. I don't know. He's <laughs> <laughs> got the scoop. Yeah, it was weird, man. But they do that kind of thing with DDP during this time. There's going to be something else they do in a few months, too, I believe, with him and Steamboat or something. I, I can't remember exactly. But, yeah. Um, and that was the WCW Magazine segment. And the last thing we get before we get out of here, Harper's going to love this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember how Ricky Steamboat told us, say no to drugs? Oh, okay. Well, was... it's time for Arn. Yeah, this is Arn Anderson of World Championship Wrestling. A message to you young athletes out there. There are no shortcuts in this life. If you want to be a winner, if you want to be a champion, stay off the steroids. A little short-term gain for the long-term liability of losing your health isn't worth it to any of you. So whether you like me or you don't like me, take my word on this. Do it the easy way. Do it the right way. Earn all your successes, not steroids. So the dude who helped break Dusty's arm, leg, he wants don't. us to do it the clean way. <laughs> don't do steroids. We I can't. Why they, why they all sitting on a steroid fucking... Uh, yeah, I was, I was, I like last week when they first did this, I started like trying to look up like what was happening at this time. Yeah. Was it like trying to figure out like why it, this kick now? I could see like don't do drugs, but but why steroids? Why that particular drug? I don't Let's know. To be honest, how many of those kids were taking steroids watching this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were taking a lot of other stuff probably, but. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. More, more things that that could kill you. Right. <laughs> no one's ever uh, sucked dick for Decca, Mike. <laughs> I always tell people that shit. No one's ever sucked dick for Test. <laughs> no one's ever stole their fucking mama's engagement ring and and, and pawned it to buy fucking Test. Harper's the um ah. the expert on this stuff now. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, boy. All right, let's keep moving. Uh, Dustin Rhodes and Barry Windham are some shit kickers here, man. They bought that life. Versus Chris Sullivan and John Peterson. I had a timestamp at the very beginning of this thing when Barry just delivers this 
beautiful lariat coming off the ropes. Uh, really, really look good. Uh, but I'll go to you, Crockett. What do you have from this one? It ends kind of quickly. Mm, that looked good. That looked yeah, different. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you, um, we got uh, Larry Zbysko on commentary, and the big push for this episode is the Omni tomorrow night yes. in Atlanta. Um, apparently, tonight at the Omni is a basketball game, and I forgot to mention this earlier. <laughs> they say that at the basketball game, they're doing a concert with the Freebirds. Oh, no. <laughs> it might be like the halftime show or something I like that, but they said that. somewhere on fucking YouTube. Somebody yeah, I really want to see that. Listening to, to see this. That find that for me. March 7th, 1992. If there's a Hawks game, find the Freebirds performing at halftime. <laughs> I'm sure the people loved it. Yeah. I'm sure they're like, oh, yeah, where's Dominic Wilkins? What the fuck is this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, there was overlap. I mean, back then you watched TBS, you did see the Hawks and Braves. Yeah. So, I mean, like, there's overlap. The problem is, like, seriously, who yeah, just did you really want to see the Freebirds perform? <laughs> hey, you think they're going to do the song they just did? Probably. Yeah. Oh, boy. They're perfecting they- it. Yeah, they're perfecting it, and they moved Jesus. away from Bad Street right now. So, of course. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All I'm right, anything add, else, Crockett? Uh, the dulcet tones of Jimmy Jam Garvin. The yeah. dulcet tones, as uh, James Mitchell says. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're in bunkhouse attire for this match because um, apparently Larry Z and uh, Barry Windham have a, a bull rope match tomorrow night in the Omni. And uh, at one point, Larry, Larry says... Um, the girls kind of like uh, Barry Windham, huh? Yeah. And then Jim Ross like, yeah. And he says, well, I'm going to make him look like James Dean after the wreck. Oh, my just, God. Just a <laughs> nice little line. Jesus. <laughs> That's one of those lines that gets you fired in 2023. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they, they just like beat the shit out of these two guys. And uh... I thought the other guy was Manny for a second. Don't he kind of look like him? A little. Yeah. A little bit. The hair anyway, yeah. 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 I guess he must have just got back from Desert Storm. Oh, God. Don't start with that, man. In his, in his Manny's freaking military in service. Vietnam, that doesn't it, you did both. Yeah, well, I fucking might as well say it. He was in the Clone Wars, too. With he'd probably tell you he served in Afghanistan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was in World War One as well. He fought yeah. in every major conflict <laughs> in America. He's like the history. fucking Highlander. Right, yeah, he just lives forever. All right, uh, we get a bulldog by Dustin, and Dustin and Barry Windham win the match. Uh, from there, we go to a promo. It's not not a long one from uh, Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes, and Dustin just keeps saying the word "pally" during the promo. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that was that was my note. Did you have the same thing? The exact same note. It's just this Dustin Pally. Yeah, it's all he's like. Let me tell you something, Pally. And here's what's going to happen, Pally. And Paulie Pally. I mean, it was just one Pally after another. He was worse than that moron friend of yours, Javorski Harper, uh, with the Pally <laughs> stuff. Because that's all Javorski ever says on freaking the Facebook group. He, Michael P.S. Hayes, Pally. If you want, look, if you want to jerk yourself off to Michael Hayes, Javorski, go do it. And we don't want to hear about it. At least you stop bringing up the pirates. 
Don't Raise tell. The don't flag, say. Jolly, you know, whatever. He'll start it again if you say it. Okay. <laughs> Come on, you can't say it. He's gonna start it. All right. It don't matter. His Browns are trash too, and he's always talking about them. Uh, all right. Jim Ross throws us to the Super Bowl Super Bowl two press conference. Let's get to that. This is what we were getting to earlier when Sting was talking. But um, Sting is about to field a few questions from the wrestling media during this media scrum. Uh, here it is. Body Ventura here at the post-match party for World Championship Wrestling. And we're hoping that the champion, the newly crowned champion, Sting, will make an appearance here at the party. But for right now, let's talk to a few of the people and see just how they enjoyed WCW Super Brawl 2. I see Tony Schiavone over here. Maybe we can get Tony in here a little bit. Hi, Tony. Uh, Tony, you're, you're. Oh, and here comes a champ now. We'll we'll cut this. Yeah, we'll cut this close now. We got we got uh, plenty of reporters over here. I'm gonna move over and try to get in on fielding some of these questions here. Follow me if you can with the camera. Terrific match. Terrific match. Thank you. Really great. Thank you, Mr. Fry. Who's got the first question? Okay. Um. Where you want to defend uh, your title? Uh, is it uh, worldwide? Are you planning to go to Japan? Or yeah, oh yeah, whatever comes up first. Nothing, uh, of course, right now has been discussed or talked about or signed especially, but I will go to Japan. Uh, the great Muda, a lot of other great wrestlers over there I'd like to defend it against, uh, as well as a lot here. So, yeah, Van Vader, there's a few. So. I'd like to congratulate you on your second reign. Now, how would you rate your opponent tonight? As opposed to the Ric Flair who you won it against the first time in Baltimore. Uh, obviously, he's uh, a much bigger, more powerful wrestler. Uh, the strongest I've ever been up against, as a matter of fact, and it was very physical in there. It doesn't take him very long to get physical and cause a lot of damage to the body. So, yeah, I felt him, believe me. I felt him a little bit more than I ever felt Flair. So. Okay. Sting, let me fire a question out here real quick. What was being said in that ring? I was ringside. You and Luger were nose-to-nose out there, and there was a lot of verbal abuse going on from what I could tell. What was being said at that point before the match actually got underway? Basically, a lot of, well, this is it. This is the big, uh, the big moment, man. Are you ready? And, of course, I said, yeah, I'm ready. And I asked him if, if he was ready, and, of course, he was ready. And then there was a little bit of bad-mouthing going on, which I really don't want to talk about here right now, but, you know, a little pre-bout conversation there. You can imagine what was said. Who's your next opponent going to be, Sting? Uh, the next opponent, uh, probably a few people here at uh, World Championship Wrestling. Probably, uh, I'd say... Uh, hey, wait a minute. Whoa, we got uh, we got the dangerous alliance walking in here in full force, tuxedos, the whole thing. Settle down, settle down. Everybody loves a party, and nobody has more reason to celebrate than you and I. You see. You've got good reason to celebrate because you're the new world champion, and I love it. Congratulations. But I've got reason to celebrate because that makes me automatically the number one contender. That's right. Pour us a couple of drinks oh, here, Oh, yes, Paul. sir. You know I will, Rick. Anything for you. Here's one for Rick, and guess who the other one is for? So I'd like to propose a toast. A toast. What a gentleman. To Sting, the new world champion, and to ravishing Rick Rude. The man who owns the new world champion. Bottoms up, my friend. I ain't drinking with you, pal. 
I got no reason to drink with you. I got no reason. He wins the world title. All of a sudden, he's too good to drink with me. You'll drink with me when I tell you to. You'll drink with me when I tell you to. You think you're too good? Well, let's just do it right now, then. You want a piece of me now? situation no doubt about it and i know that tomorrow night in the omni when sting and ricky the dragon steamboat take on ravishing rick rude and stunning steve austin it's going to be a war bell time in the omni tomorrow night at 7 30 for that event and fans when we come back our colleague eric bischoff will return to ringside and he'll talk to the new heavyweight champion of the world the stinger is next on tbs all right so a lot went down right there during the press conference i think it's key to point out Sting actually threw the first punch, although Rude did throw his drink on Sting. So, uh, yeah, well, does Sting get a pass started. there? Who, who, does Sting get a pass there, Hopper? Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, bro. You, you can't throw your drink at someone's face and they're going to uh, not respond. So, Sting is allowed to throw the punch there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Um, I love Rude. He's such a prick. He tries to toast yeah. Sting and he's just a complete prick. What did you think about all this, Crockett? Well, the, uh, you talk about the most important thing. The most important thing to point out is the amazing leopard print jumpsuit that Recruit is wearing. <laughs> Legend. It's just out of this world. Um, yeah. and there's, there's one part. Um, they start brawling, right? And you see there's like one yellow shirt security guard kind of <laughs> on the edge of like just standing there watching it happen like he's the referee but not doing anything anything about it and he's like fix he's spending a lot of time like fixing the rug underneath them it's very very like he's worried more about the rug than what's happening between them um and then it takes forever for then the dangerous lines comes in and, be, and starts beating on sting and then the rest of the yellow security comes in it's going to be coming up here in a, in a second there well, he is fixing the rug <laughs> i think that's rip rogers to be honest with you i think that was rip <laughs> i'm pretty sure that was rip rogers yeah. oh yeah i think it is i was i think because i had a note i think that was rip but the really? rug is getting all like crumpled up it's 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 <laughs> he'll trip over it the way it was like rolling up on him but yeah that was rip but continue crockett that's about it. Just the, the like, this guy was just kind of Rip was just kind of like watching it go down for a while, but uh, just standing there on the edge, like, oh, okay, oh, well, fix that rug. Um, yeah, but but it was yeah, it was a. I felt like the whole segment, like uh, Harper said, it seemed like real. He he wasn't like sting promo mode. He was just yeah. uh, you know talking to the press and stuff like that. I I, I think it came across really well. Did y'all notice? Uh... The gentleman in the white sports coat. Who is that? That's Nikita. Shaved head. That's Nikita. That's who I thought it looked like. Yeah, Nikita. Oh, okay, back. no, I, yeah, I didn't notice. 
Yeah. And Nikita's back. Uh, so just get used to him. Uh, it was weird because they don't really say anything, but you do see him. He delivers a couple of punches. He's helping Sting. To be clear, he's helping Sting yeah. uh, as the Dangerous Alliance jumps on him. He he throws yeah, a clothesline at Russian sickle. The Russian sickle at Bobby, and then I can't tell who else he hits, but he is helping Sting. So just remember that. I just miss that completely. But they don't say it. They they don't mention yeah. anything. Nothing said. It's just you know it it is what it is, right? So anyway, uh, from there. Uh, did you have any other thoughts, Harper, before we keep going? No. I thought it looked good. I mean, you wouldn't see this now. Now it would just look so fucking phony. It yeah, I thought look it looked good. real. It looked mm-hmm. real. It looked like a legitimate type thing. It's Because it wasn't like yeah. overdone. It wasn't overdone. It was just them in the back. Uh, it wasn't like a, a, a camera just randomly caught it like you see with some of this backstage stuff now. Right. The questions seem to be legitimate. I mean, it's just, you know, it just wasn't overproduced. And I think that was why it looks so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Sting talks about the show tomorrow at the Omni that Crockett was talking about a little while ago. And then he howl, you know, lets out a Sting howl. Oh! Um, and then we go to Johnny B. Bad versus a gentleman by the name of Sonny Trout. Uh, that was Sonny his name. Sonny Trout. Sonny Trout. Um, Johnny B. Bad is making some of the ladies on the outside happy. There he is, Hopper. Sonny Trout. Look at well, this guy. Uh, this lady is apparently Mrs. America they put over. That was Miss America? No, Mrs. America. It's different oh, from Miss America. But So what's the Mrs.? I, I guess a woman who's married, I guess. They have a contest of... Really? Wait, wait. I think wait. so. You think that was a shooter you think it was working? I'm not looking up nothing. But they, 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 that's not really Miss, Mrs. America. That's what they. That's well. That's what Jim Ross put Let's over. See. Maybe I don't know. You know, I'm I'm kind of scarred because you know for years, Teddy Long told me you know about all these Ebony Magazine centerfolds, and I would you know be thinking, oh, he's telling the truth, or he was in Jet Magazine on you know, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, I got worked. He wasn't in Jet Magazine. He's just making it up. I know I was stupid. Uh, so yeah, but Ms. yeah, Mrs. America in a beauty page, beauty competition that was established to honor married women throughout the United States. Oh, so they got to be married. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> He's all mad. Yeah, all right, Mrs. Crockett. Yeah, yeah. Here it is, Mrs. America. This is. Is it still going on? I don't know, but Johnny B. Uh, Bad just relieved his oh, stick yeah. into the crowd. His confetti stick, that is. The Mrs. America pageant 2023 was held on August 20th, 2022 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Nicole some shit from Illinois was uh, crowned. Some shit was her name, huh? Yeah. Well. There you go. The fuck. Uh, Crockett, any thoughts on Johnny B. Bad versus Sonny Trout? I think Johnny B. Bad put on her crown, which is I thought I thought was a kind of funny mm-hmm. touch. Um, no, not much to the match. Just uh, you know, big uh, left hook finish. Yeah, he's and then much the promo afterwards. Yeah, I'm gonna get to the promo. He dominates this guy. I mean, it's you know, no surprise, obviously. 
Um, but we'll go to the promo now. Eric Bischoff is at ringside with Johnny B. Bad. Here it is. You've been walking around with a smile on your face. I know that you're looking forward to tomorrow night. You get your shot at the new WCW World Light Heavyweight Champion, Brian Bryan. Oh, hush, yeah. Let me talk to you. I am the greatest light heavyweight of all time. Tomorrow night at the Hobby. It's going to be a blessing. Wait a minute. Pardon the interruption, Eric. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves and start talking about Sunday night. And there's still a little unfinished business that needs to be resolved. Now, Richard Gordon, I don't know how you feel, but I know what I want, and I know what the fans want, and what we want is for you and me to get it on right now. So get your butt out of here and make our day. So, if you caught all that, Pillman runs in, tells Johnny to stop talking, and Pillman says, we got business to resolve, and then Pillman wants Morton to come out. Uh, Pillman knocks down Bad. Bad throws a lariat at Pillman. Morton starts then laying into Pillman, who's on the ground. Brad comes out to make the save. We got like a four-way feud here, and I'm sorry, but Johnny B. Bad is not a light heavyweight. Is that summarizing correctly? Yeah, I was just looking at them, like, standing next to you. He's got like at least 10, 15 pounds on on uh pillman yeah he's got more than that i, I think that eventually to do it I, I i remember an angle where they're like johnny bad has to drop weight to go for the title but i don't know if this is when that happens or not it was before all this. that in the past it was before all this that's what i'm saying oh, he already okay. s- yeah yeah he already said like i don't know if it was a month or two months ago right before you started uh doing the shows with us um you know while with doc me and out he says something like on a promo, I got to, I got to, how did he say it? Uh, yeah, I got to, I think JR was like, oh, you know, you're going to have any trouble dropping that last five pounds? He's like, I know, no, JR, I'd be able to drop it, no problem. And, and he, you know, like looking at him like, there's no way. This dude is not no light heavyweight. I don't care how much they try to sell it. He's just too beefy. He's a big stocky dude. So, yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't going to happen. But, yeah, he's he's got these light heavyweights by a lot. It's not even close. Uh, but whatever. It's wrestling. So, you know, they try to sell it. Cactus Jack takes on Terry Bronson next. JR joins. I'm sorry. JYD joins Jim Ross on commentary. And he says he was at Super Bowl because he is a wrestling fan. And then he saw what was happening. So he came in to help Ron Simmons out when Cactus and Abdullah jumped Ron Simmons. Uh, you can listen to us break down how JR was there and what he was doing and how he got involved. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT is where we can break it all down. And that was the timestamp I had on this next match. <laughs> so um, we're launching Cactus versus Terry Bronson. I don't know. I know what is supposed to be happening here, but Terry Bronson appears to go for a side Russian leg sweep. Oh, no. You want to explain what we see Crockett? Oh. It's yeah, it's uh, it goes not well. <laughs> he lands on cactus. Yeah, they, they <laughs> so, oh my goodness, they just mistimed. Yeah, he's not next to him. Yeah, 
<laughs> it looked bad. <laughs> it was yeah. bad. Oh boy. What, what um, I noticed like Cactus Jack's theme music is like like a funeral march, like the dun 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 yes. dun dun dun. <laughs> sure is. And like JYD, he was he went to Super Brawl because he's a wrestling fan. If you're a wrestling fan, do you go to Super Brawl in a white tuxedo? Well, no. He had a tuxedo <laughs> on and a cummerbund and everything. Why was he in a white tuxedo? With, with, wasn't it a red bow tie and cummerbund? Yes. Too? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like yeah. he's going to a Mardi Gras ball. <laughs> yeah. And Jesse's yeah. like, what is he? What is he, an usher? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I guess it's just how you show up. Who knows? He wanted to really make it look like he was a fan, but no fans wear cummerbund. So I don't know what the hell we were doing. But yeah. Uh, Cactus is going to win this one with a double arm. Uh, DDT, and then Cactus is going to pin Bronson for the win. Any other thoughts on this one, Crockett? No, it's a pretty nuts and bolts Cactus Jack match. He doesn't um, he doesn't do the uh, the elbow on the floor, but he does uh, do like a front flip off the apron. So after Cactus wins, we get another public service announcement. This time it's Brian Pillman saying, "Stay no to steroids." So we're yeah. really leaning into the steroids and oh, making sure the trial wasn't going on yet, right? No, I think it already happened. I think it was ninety one, wasn't it? I, I remember looking it up a couple night. weeks ago when this first came up. WWE steroid trial. I I, I know when it happened, but I it want was the like ninety two, ninety three. I want the exact date. Uh, I thought it it was later. All right. Well, it was decided July 23rd of 94. So. This might be why they're saying this. I mean, this is March of 92. Things can take a while to go to trial. In 91, Zahorian was, uh, was convicted. Okay. So. That might be why they're doing this PSA. Say, hey, yeah, don't be like those other assholes right. in, the, in the WWE. We're better than them. They, you know, it it really could be like they just can't I, have Sting do this commercial though. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't mean it this way, but it's going to sound bad. It might be their own version of propaganda to be like, hey, don't try to drag us into that. Yeah, like oh, we're better than them. Right, we're a wrestling organization. Don't, but, but, but look, our wrestlers even have been saying, say, yeah. say no to steroids, because it's Just like say you, no. like you said, Crockett. It is specifically steroids. It's nothing right. else. It's not. Hey, it's, stay away from coke. Or don't smoke cigarettes. It's steroids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember Harper when we were kids. You would see the the, the commercials when, because you, you you'd see baseball players. Chewing on chewing tobacco in dugouts, and I, I remember when I was a kid. Do it. Well, no, I was. What I was going to get to was, I remember seeing commercials where, where they were like, you know, kids, just because you see your heroes doing it, don't chew tobacco. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I remember those commercials, and I, every time I see them, I go look them up. I always forget to go do it. Because I remember um, when LSU. Was in the College World Series. I could have sworn I saw some of those guys with with the with the dip can in their back pocket. In the nineties? 
No, like this past College World Series with LSU. Okay. I got a dumb question. Uh-huh. I mean, I feel like that's not legal, but if you're 18. It's not, but because the, the, they banned it, remember? I, but no, I, I didn't think know it's that. something that's not enforced. Because I still, because every now and then, bro, you'll see a dip can in someone's back pocket. Hopper's <laughs> got the radar on that. No, I mean, he's, I mean, you can see it right there. Right, you can see the sir. I know what you mean. You yeah, see the circular, yeah, circular yeah, tin I mean, just sitting there. It's obvious. Right. There's nothing else that's gonna be in that. In that. Yeah. In that. 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 Uh. Like, what else is it gonna have? A pile of gum? No. Yeah. He's got fucking bubble tape. In bubble there. tape. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh yeah all right let's keep moving greg valentine and terry taylor who are the uh united states tag team champions are taking on ian weston and i don't know if i ever say this right danny poston um poston yeah poston poston uh jr shows a quick recap or talks about the quick recap of valentine and taylor winning the belts last week in the only match oh, yeah, we saw I forgot about that yeah they even come out with the belts. Okay, they had. This is what I was trying to go back to double check. They do show them here. Watch, watch when they're getting in the ring. Nick Patrick has got him in his yeah, hands they have and he's belts, giving him. Yeah. Okay, so they got him this time. They didn't have him last week. Anyway, so, wait, um, so it was the Young Pistols. Then it was yes, the Patriots. No, well, no. Right? They lost to the Patriot. It's all messed up the way they did it. The Young Pistols won the belts in like right. end of January. The, the taping we saw, I don't have the dates in front of me right now, but the taping we saw where the Pistols were the champions, but they never came out the belts. It like it like was aired way out of sequence. So oh the Pistols lost the week after they won the belts, but they didn't even have the belts with them. So then the next week, guess they have the belt. They don't have the belt still. But Simmons and Big Josh come out with the belts because they beat the Pistols. I forget. It was in mid-February or whenever. We literally never really saw the Pistols like with the belts on TV. And they had them for almost a month. Well, the Pistols, they lost to the Patriots, right? Yeah, but it's what I'm saying. It was aired out of like sequence, from what I remember. I'd have to look at the exact dates. Yeah, we everybody is. That's the problem with it, because they won the belts and they never really defended them. I mean, the young pistols, and they and then they lost them to the Patriots, and that's what I'm trying to figure. How did it go for the for the Patriots to Ron Simmons and and uh, what's in in big. Whatever. Well, the Pistols they, had them back. So I don't yeah, know. the Pistols oh, had them back. Won them back. Or I don't know if they. Yeah. They, I don't know. Maybe the Patriots Not, didn't win them or did they? Face, uh, tag teams. No, Simmons, <laughs> Simmons, Simmons and Josh they, beat the Pistols for the belts. They beat, they beat the Pistols for the belts before the Pistols lost to the Patriots. And the, when the Patriots didn't even have the belt, I know that's what I'm trying to tell you. Who's who's running this shit? <laughs> that's it's what I'm trying to worse. tell Everyone you. Like the, 
when, the, when the Disney TV tapings start, like those those worldwide tapings in a oh, year or two, God. that's it's gonna get a lot yeah. worse. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, it like God. it's it's all out of motherfucker. It's all it it was all out of sequence, and and I'm I'm lying. The the actual Simmons and Big Josh beat Steve and Tracy like in January, but it didn't air until mid February. It's all yeah. the, the whole timeline is all messed up on those belts that you can, the mere fact that we're talking about it is proof positive of how stupid and confusing they made it. Oh God. Yeah, exactly. Valentine and Taylor window. Did you have anything else from that Crockett? Um, not really. I mean, the, the, the uh, job guys took good bumps and sold decently. And Terry Taylor had almost exact duplicate of one of the million dollar man's tuxedos. Um, but beyond that, no. I don't like Valentine uh, wearing the yellow gear, man. Because it's. Could you think of Hogan? Who's Hogan? You talking about Balea? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You had one of the best gimmicks ever, Harper. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. Randy. <laughs> Balea. Balea. Bro, let me, let me tell you something, Harper. Somebody need to tell you, y'all think y'all fucking funny, but y'all ain't fucking funny. <laughs> you think y'all fucking funny, but you ain't fucking funny. You tell Mills. <laughs> <laughs> D-Man. I miss D-Man. I ain't talked to him in a while. All right. Well, we'll keep going. Uh, Terry Taylor and Greg Valentine are cutting a promo after their match. Valentine says, we will wrestle anyone. Doesn't matter who. Taylor says, Z-Man, Bagwell, I'm not threatened by either of them. I feel you on that one, especially when it comes to Z-Man. Well, Z-Man and Bagwell decide, bullshit, pal. We're not going to hear you badmouth us. We're going to come out. And um, they jump on Valentine and Taylor. And this leads to, I guess, a semi quick little scuffle between the four guys they fight for a while taylor drops a knee on the back of bagwell's head here we go here in in a fight is this something you want to do in a fight is what what's something i want to do in a fight (laughs) oh yeah two did you know what that reminded me of it reminded me of tim horner and smoky mountain when he tried to pin somebody in a battle royal one time (laughs) <laughs> the the people that just listened to the audio like they're brawling this is a brawl after a match and bagwell gets so gets over on on greg valentine and decides to go for his finisher the cradle suplex so he suplexes him over and bridges and just holds him there <laughs> leaves himself wide open to get destroyed by terry taylor with a boot just <laughs> let's call it a rookie mistake. He honestly, it really makes him look bad. <laughs> he looks so bad because he sat there for like four seconds in the bridge. <laughs> like here's one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, five. Yeah, he wow. he literally sat he there for f- five seconds. He's got Valentine in the bridge. It's not a match bag. Well, nobody's counting. Well, he's a rookie. Come on, man. Yeah, I guess uh, we'll give him a pass. He still has good ma- hair. Can you imagine if that was Z-Man that did that? Oh, my God. We would have ripped him. <laughs> we would have really ripped into him. 
well, anyway, the uh, heels eventually powder after Z-Man uh, comes in, but Bagwell did look bad there. <laughs> Terrible. All right, let's keep going. Uh, next up, we got a six some six-man tag action. Uh, Z-Man and Pillman and Bagwell taking on Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton, and Larry Zabisco. Uh, Bagwell has his neck wrapped with a towel as if he just had a bad neck injury. Well, he did in that last little scuffle, so that's why he's all bandaged up. So uh, give him kudos for selling the neck after what we just saw. Uh, I will go to you, Crockett, and ask you what you got from this one. Um, I mean, yeah, they 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 keep they came across his neck off the top rope at the end of the uh, brawl there. So Bagwell is kind of he came up for the match. The match is already booked, but he's uh kind of worse for wear, just hanging out on the apron for most of the match. Um, what else? They do a whole lot of stalling at the beginning of this thing. Like it's yes. like five minutes and before they even do anything. <laughs> Um, and Arn tries to shake Pillman's hand. That, my big note was like, it was almost like they were trying to stretch the episode at this point because they're like, oh, we got some time to fill. Go out there and waste like five minutes. And they literally <laughs> went five minutes before they touched each other after the introductions. Yeah. Just ran and around he, the ring a little bit. I was I was doing some, uh, uh, just some Googling on Z-Man as I, as I like to do usually a couple times a week. And uh, <laughs> Z, Z-Man, did you know like, like, in the late nineties, he was like a big deal on like, uh, everyone loved his, he would do, um, like radio interviews with Meltzer and stuff like that. And he would like, just like bury people. No, that's awesome. You hear anything about this? Kind of like um, a shoot, shoot, like interview before. Yeah. Yeah. Meltzer had interview. like a, like, yeah. Meltzer had like a, like an internet radio show in like the late nineties and he would have, uh, Tom Zank on and Zank would just kind of like, bury people and talk about taking steroids and he'd talk about just anything no. and people loved it yeah there's like a website that has a bunch of quotes from uh, that's fantastic from tom zank uh doing all these yeah these basically shoot interviews with Meltzer. ben martin email me i know you probably know about this um that's tremendous i, I want to know more i really do <laughs> yeah, if you if you just uh, just Google like Tom Zank Meltzer and it'll probably come up. There's like a like a whole website that just ha- just has quotes written down. I found fu- I found a uh, one that it's not actually uh, Z Man. It's Missy Hyatt talking about how uh, Tom Zank is the one man I wish I would have slept with. Oh, she she <laughs> he's one of uh, her top ten in regrets. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. That's nice. Said, Tom that's, Zank that's... is the hottest guy, the best body, a great worker, but I mean, just his face, and he was smart too. <laughs> wow! It's like uh, uh, like the assistant manager at fucking Applebee's at like bartends there, and he's <laughs> banging the fucking uh, the, the the fucking greeter chick, the hostess. It, yeah. yeah, he's banging a hostess by the fucking front door. <laughs> just the hostess. Yeah, and he drives a fucking Camaro. Of course. Yeah. That smells like Marlboro Reds. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, uh, the match ends when we get a hot tag from Pillman to Bagwell, but Bagwell's got a hurt neck. All six guys are brawling in the ring. Eaton hits Bagwell with that stun gun finisher across the top rope. And remember, Bagwell's uh, got this hurt neck, so it injures his neck some more. And um, 
Eaton pins. I think it was Eaton who pinned, ended up pinning Bagwell. So Bagwell, Arn, and Larry Zabisco all get the win here. Um, they gave him a lot of time. It was kind of slow, but uh, picked up at the end. But the heels win. No shocker there. Uh, from there, we go to Nor- Rick Rude, who's taking on a gentleman by the name of Norman Rowland. Uh, Rude says, cut the music, and he cuts another glorious promo on the hillbillies and center stage. He calls them Penny Paycheck Peons. It's classy. Well, look, look at, at his, this uh, fucking guy. Yeah, I, I want to pause it. Look at this guy, Harper. What do you think about him? Man, he looks like Joe Dirt. Roland Norman. <laughs> or Norman Roland, I should say. Norman Roland. He's got a red, it almost looks like a red wife beater, huh? Yeah. Can you still say wife beater shirt or you got to call it an A shirt? I don't want to get in trouble. Say what you want, Mike. It's a free country. No, I mean, I'm not. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to be. Yeah, I don't know. Appropriate. Anyway, this guy looks funny, man. (laughs) No, it's a singlet. Oh, my God. Um, Boy, Rude beats this guy's ass. Mike Powell drives him. (laughs) Pile drives him five seconds in. Yeah. Five seconds in. Swivel hips. We get a little dick dance in here from Rick Rude. Uh Rick Rude's gonna hit the Rude Awakening and win this one. Any thoughts, Crockett? He he ain't playing with this guy. No, yeah, there's really nothing to get into. Like you said, pile driver, like seconds into the match, then Rude Awakening, and that's it. Yeah, Rude is not being paid by the hour here. That's for damn sure. Uh, from there, we go to a promo. It's Rick Rue, Paulie Dangerously, and Steve Austin. Let me uh, cut to that, and uh, we'll give this a listen and respond on the other side. Dangerously, stunning Steve Austin and ravishing Rick Rude. And Paulie Dangerously, perhaps you heard the comments from Sting a little earlier. You know, last time, there was a party following Super Bowl. It was to honor the newly crowned world heavyweight champion. But there's going to be another party. This time, it's at the Omni tomorrow night. And Sting... And Ricky the Dragon Steamboat are inviting the Dangerous Alliance. You know, I hear a funeral's kind of like a party, too. You know, Ricky Steamboat thinks I'm a ninja. Thank you for the credit. I guess that makes me an athlete. Sting wants revenge. He wants to avenge the beating that he suffered at the hands of Rude and Austin, a fight which he instigated at his own party. Now, K. Allen Fry says, okay, everybody here at TBS wants a dangerous alliance dealt with. There ain't a damn thing that K. Allen Fry or WCW can do tomorrow night to save Sting and Steamboat because it goes like this. For 14 weeks, Rude and Austin have done nothing but play with you. Tomorrow night in the Omni, they finish you off for good. You know, I offer Sting and Steamboat some advice. When you show up at the Omni to wrestle the United States Heavyweight Wrestling Champion, and you show up to wrestle the World Television Wrestling Champion, don't expect a wrestling match. You guys better come expecting an all-out war. You know, if there's anything Sting should have learned from the incident that took place at the so-called victory party, it's the fact that Ravishing Rick Rude and the Dangerous Alliance don't need an invitation. So don't be expecting an RSVP. And though your face makeup can hide the contusions and your lies can cover the truth, 
tomorrow night, Steamboat Sting, when we step into the ring in downtown Atlanta, GA, in the heat of the Omni, the four of us are going to have to face reality. And the reality of the situation is that Ravishing Rick Rude, Steve Austin, and the Dangerous Alliance cannot be stopped. Bye-bye. You heard it. The party's on tomorrow night at the Omni. Jim Ross will be back right after this. I mean, Rude's doing a hell of a job of talking people into the building for tomorrow at the Omni. Uh, when you're talking about a live show there, but what'd you think, Crockett? Oh, yeah. Uh, he's fantastic. And I love Austin's non-Texas accent. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. What, what happened? He just, yeah, it uh, sounds very vanilla. Just trying to take out the the Texas from his, uh, from his voice there. <laughs> Taking out the Texas twang. Yeah. But uh, I yeah, it's good. Line, he says, your uh, rude tells Sting, your lies and face paint can hide a lot, but it can't hide the truth. Damn, there that's pretty. That's pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Um, well, uh, this show has actually been a good one. I thought See? it was a pretty good episode of Saturday Night, but boy, they end it with Van Hamber taking on Steve Austin, the World Television Champion. Rick Rude is on commentary with Jr. At one point, Jr. says, "Don't you get tired of the things that come out of your out of that mouth?" And Rude says, "A lot of important things come out of that mouth." Oh, come on, okay, Fabe, <laughs> settle down. Anyway, um, I just I can't with Van Hammer. I think we know that by now. Uh, this guy can't wrestle. He's in there against a guy who can wrestle. And Steve Austin Austin does all he can with him, but the dude can't wrestle. He looks like a million bucks, but he can't wrestle. Uh, Crockett, any thoughts on this shit? Yeah, I think the star of the match was Rick Root on commentary. <laughs> he was great, like shades of like when he does an ECW later on. But um, yeah, um, I mean, Austin is only like three years in here. He just looks crisp and seasoned. It's like, how do you let this guy go in like a year or two? Like any credit you give Bischoff for like what happened in the late nineties, you got to kind of weigh it against the misses here. Like how do you let this guy go? Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how does he get fired? Seriously. Yeah. But uh, speaking of Rick Rudin commentary, I have a timestamp at one twenty Oh one. Here, 12001. I'm gonna play it. I'm at 11955. So here, here we go. Take him off his feet. Now where the experience comes in, Ross. I found it somewhat uh, hard to believe that Dangerously is not admitting that he was the ninja at ringside during your match last Saturday at Super Brawl with the Dragon. Are you admitting he was the ninja? It's on the videotape. We have tape of it. Was he the ninja? Did you see him out at ring as the ninja? I saw him in your locker room in what looked to be ninja attire. If they would have had my mother's dress on, would it have meant that he was my mother? Well, of course not. We were having a ninja party. Well, that's a, that must have been a special situation. Look at Steve going to work on his big... <laughs> this dude, like, all seriousness, he was the star in commentary. He would have had a... If he would have wanted it and would have lived, 
he would have had a career as a heel announcer. Yeah, he was he was good <laughs> in ECW too. Yeah, he he really could have. I mean, I know he, you know what he did, uh, you know, I guess post wrestling, but I get it. I mean, like you know, into the mid two thousands, I, I could have seen him on a microphone. Because he oh, yeah. he just had the gift of gab with his, his ability to talk and come off as a prick, like he's not like Jesse. Because Jesse, Jesse can be over the top. I don't think Rick Rude's over the top. I think he's just matter of fact, prickish. So that, there was a ninja, and then Paulie attacked him or something, and took his <laughs> and just took his clothes. I mean that's that's the presumption, but there's never any evidence of, of another right. bot like someone else. Yeah, never so show, where's like, the other ninja at? Like where's the real ninja? Well, if you find him, you let us God know. Cause damn. Thirty one yeah, years later, I ain't never uh, seen no other ninja. Jesus. I'm gonna guess we're not gonna see the ninja back with Ricky Steamboat. This is a short term <laughs> thing just to get <laughs> Yeah. He went back to to the ninth ward of Asia. <laughs> you went back to, to Japan, I guess. I don't know. Um, I mean, I can tell you this: whoever that was dressed as a ninja, like on those Saturday Night episodes, was not Paul Lee because in in that episode, the ninja chased Paul Lee. Right, yeah. right Crockett. Remember one of those? Right. So we know that was so not. That was probably just some enhancement talent dressed as the ninja. No, he's the ninja was nothing but a prop. Right yeah, that's fucked up. What'd you say? Nothing. Mike. What did you say? He's, he's probably working at Saki Cafe. You are that's why an he's asshole. Not here. Y'all have those? No. I'm... Grow up. No. <laughs> yeah. So the ninja. Nothing's ever nothing ever comes of the ninja. The ninja disappears and Boy. But you heard Rick Rude, they were having a ninja party. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Grow up. All right. Uh what else? Any uh, any other timestamps, Crockett? No, no, just uh you know, a, a match. They got through it. Yeah. So Hammer thinks he's about to win is a note that I have. He pops Paul Lee, who was on the ring apron, and then Austin sneaks up and hits a stun gun and drops Hammer across the top rope. So Austin's going to end up winning by pin. Rude comes in, and he's going to put the boots to Hammer. Here's where Van Hammer pops Austin. Uh, Steamboat and Sting hit the ring to help, and we go off air just as the the shit's hitting the fan. Uh, Now, I wanted Hopper to see this. There's a stun gun, one, two, three. As they're going off air, so the shit's hitting the fan, they're going off air. Literally, this was just ironic to me. There is a, there it is. They're going off air. There's a Terminator 2 commercial uh, for the, for the uh, Game Boy game. Game Boy, yeah. Right. And, And I immediately thought, wow, this is amazing. As we go off air, we see a commercial for Terminator 2. And here we are in 2023 and wondering if AI and the machines are about to take us down for real. I mean, eventually, <laughs> we're yeah. all going to be screwed. Yeah. For real. We're all going to be dead. 
So anyway, uh-uh. that's how um that's how the show goes off air. So you guys know how we do it. We need to rate it, hand out some Rolexes. Uh, before we do that, Crockett, did you have anything from the finish of Van Hammer and Austin? No, it was okay. merciful. It ended. So again, um, before we rate it, hand out the Toot Toot Award by Arn Anderson. Uh, become a patron, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Great way to support the show. You get tons of extra content. Uh, you'll get the Super Brawl pay-per-view we just did, plus all the other pay-per-views we've done dating all the way back to 1987 in WCW. Plus, you'll get the World Class shows, the ECW shows, the NWA Power shows. All of it is available on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. And... Sean Sparks and I wrapped up, along with the little fella half pint, wrapped up this season's Dark Side of the Ring a couple of weeks ago. The last episode was the Marty Jannetty episode where Vice and Dark Side killed the territory with that episode. And that's that. So you can get that. Yeah, that was shit, huh? <sighs> Don't get me started. No. Worse than Abdullah? What a head case. Not worse than Abdullah, but... I'll say this because I said this in the show. It was a teaser. The dude says during the show, Marty Jannetty, that is, he's got a black cloud over his head. He's like, man, you know, Shawn Michaels can step in shit and come out smelling like roses. Me, always got a black cloud. If it can happen to me, it's going to happen. No, you don't have a black cloud over your head, you idiot. You make bad decisions. You go to strip clubs and you snort cocaine off of strippers' asses. And you walk in there with cocaine. And you do crack. And you hang out with strippers who do that. You don't have a black cloud over your head. You make bad decisions. As long as he doesn't do steroids, right? What's that? As long as he doesn't do steroids, right? Yeah. That's right. Thanks, Arn. So, yeah, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Get access to that one and all of our Dark Side of the Ring reviews from this season. What were you about to say, Hopper? Your girl said it best. Yeah, they got a black uh, cloud over your head, but you pull it around with a fucking leash. (laughs) Tell me those fucking women in that thing. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Marty Jannetty's St. Louis girl. I was sitting here watching with Tiff. He's like, she, she says, she looks like the witch from Game of Thrones. And I was like, what? And she looked it up on her phone. I was like, holy shit, she does look like her. Dude, they said something in the episode. We didn't talk about it during the review. But she was like, I went to a show. I was in middle school. And Carrie Von Eric was my favorite wrestler. But Marty Jannetty was on that same show. And me and Marty Jannetty became boyfriend and girlfriend. I'm like, you oh, said you were in, she was in middle school? I was like, you just said you were in middle school. So here's the thing. There had to be a weird uh-huh. jump cut in the edit. There had to be. I, I'm just going to. I'm I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt here. There had to be a weird jump cut. Because Crocker, you know how these things work. They splice and slice things up. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, there there may have been 30 seconds cut out after she said that, where she explained it, but they need to cut it down due to time. So, but it was just a weird cut. I'm assuming that they made because I'm like, how did you go from middle school, Carrie Von Eric was your favorite, to 
dating Marty Janetti while you were in middle school. It, it was a very, very strange cut they made, I'm assuming. Um, and then she ended up being like his forever girlfriend. Very yeah, odd. Again, sure we talk about was. it. We talk about all this nonsense and stupidity from that episode. Tinyurl.com says Patreon BTT. The whole thing with him. Did he kill a man? All that stuff. Tinyurl.com says Patreon BTT. We break it all down there. Did they talk right. about uh did they talk about Chuck Austin? I don't the uh, the guy, the guy, the guy, the guy that, that sued the rocker dropper too. Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I forgot his name. I forgot his name when you said it. Yeah, they did. Uh, they they go over the court case. Okay, good. I remember seeing that back then on like Current Affair. Yeah, something. yeah, like Inside Edition. Me too. Like that, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, oh my god, look at this guy's paralyzed. You're gonna tell me you knew that guy? No. I'm talking to Crockett. Oh. No, no, no. I just, I know, I just, the name is stuck in my head for the some case, reason. Yeah. 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 They, they went over the case and Marty made it seem like, well, Marty, I, I got to take his side on it. He didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Right. He just, the guy yeah. took the wrong I bump. Yeah. 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 The guy just, he just <laughs> dove at first. I shouldn't yeah, I laugh. Do that. No, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> he just went head first into the ring. Huh. Yeah. I'm going to be on TV. Hey, I can do the move. Be on TV. I love All how, right. like, you just keep going. And then and Shawn Michaels comes off the top rope and just fucking <laughs> pin him. Like, yeah, you know, sucks to be you. Dude was dead, man. Yeah. He's just, like, laying there fucked. And they drag him to the spot where Shawn can come off the top rope. It's very, it's, bro, it's really hard to watch. I'm laughing, but it was terrible. He's like, oh my god, this guy! He's like, this guy's just paralyzed right there, and they're just dragging him. They're doing the one thing you shouldn't do to somebody with a neck injury: yeah. grabbing uh, him and dragging him. You shouldn't have gotten the ring. Yeah. All right. Well, Rolex. I'm sorry. Two, two to war and ratings time. Crockett, I'm gonna throw to you first. What are you gonna rate this one? Uh, well, it was a two-hour episode. Um, yeah. That takes it down a notch. So, all right, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my rule here, right? Um, yeah. So, it's, I mean, I, I would probably give it a maybe a, a B plus. I guess I have to oh, drop down wow. to a B. Yeah, I think I'm gonna give it a B plus too. I thought it was a pretty good episode, but I'm gonna go B plus. What about B you, Hopper? Plus. Yeah, what's wrong? Why? You, what's wrong with you? This is one step away from being an A. Yeah, it was not a bad episode. I mean, we got all kind of like stuff. The like they had the follow up stuff from the pay per view. I mean, it was good. Like you know, think about the press conference and they didn't like yeah. leave things like it wasn't like a lame duck episode that you see sometimes after these pay per views because of the way they tape them and timing and stuff. So I thought it was good. Like I mean, I could have given it an A, but it was it felt like it went a little long. And then I can't give anything an A that Van Hammer is in a twelve minute match on. Sorry. <laughs> Not in happening. In the main event, yeah. In the main event against Stunning Steve Austin. Just, it's not happening. So, yeah. What are you giving it, Hopper? Uh, a B. All right. B minus. Yeah. Well, now it's time for the toot toot award. My toot toot award is going to go to none other than Rick Rude because he deserves it. 
Yeah, he I mean, deserves it. Between oh, yeah. the, yeah, between the um the press conference angle, between his promo, and then the commentary. I mean, he was the star of the show for sure. Yeah, he was the star. Who are you giving yours to, Hopper? Yeah, rude, rude. Put a okay. whole uh, brawl. So on that note, I want to remind everyone, Hopper is still doing the life advice, relationship advice, shout outs, his own very own uh, videos where he shouts you out. All you got to do is email him to chrishopper16wildcat with a K at gmail.com. That is chrishopper16wildcat with a K at gmail.com. And then PayPal him 20 bucks to cc 303 uh what is it i'm losing my spot 88 cc at yahoo.com cc30388 cc at yahoo.com paypal and 20 bucks did you get that one done that you had to get done for like two weeks no oh, oh come like, on he goes oh yeah don't worry about it something something happened something happened they, they I, don't, I was like all right dude what yeah i, I forgot what he told me did he so, pay you for it no Oh. oh, he didn't even send you money. Huh? He didn't even pay you for it? No. I don't oh. think that, no. Are you sure? No. no. Okay. Hold on, God damn it. Okay. Oh, I, I don't think he did. No. Okay, no. well, yeah. No. Yeah, you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta pay Hopper before he does the video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> pay for... <laughs> I was trying to think of the old saying. Uh, payment is due upon services or whatever. I forget how it goes. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, Harper, anything else before we get out of here tonight? No, let's go. All right. Crockett, anything from you? No, I'm good. Good stuff. Fun episode. Not sure when Doc's going to be back. I'll talk to you in a second about that, Crockett. Uh, Harper, hit the tagline. Let's roll. Look at bitch. Bitch.